You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you again one in a million my body was deformed it was not plastic surgery it was putting me back to semblance of normalcy. So I feel like I am a great candidate to talk about fertility issues and writing because I do it. I did it all. I do it all. It's really fresh in my mind. I needed the bike. I mean, sometimes I chose a ride and sometimes to this day, I choose the ride based on how much I need to cry that day. And that's, I know that's okay. That's what I need to do. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 216. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. She rescued me at work today. I did. I uh, I got to work. Now, I know people lock their keys out of their, lock themselves out of their car all the time. Yeah, right? it happens. Like that, that happens. It like happens. that's, you know, and but I don't know what I did or how I did it, <laughs> but I got to work. I drove to work. Mm-hmm. And all the way. I'm I'm in the parking spot. I throw my car in park. I turn it off. I go to grab my keys where I was and I my keys aren't in the car. You guys will never know what it's like to get a call that says, I have a weird question from Tom, <laughs> because that could mean so many things. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, so a weird question. Are my keys hanging on the hook in the garage? And she's just like, well, why? You're at work, dipshit. Of course they're not. And I'm just like, maybe humor me, because I've already looked under my seat and in my, I checked my pockets and in my little cooler i bring all my soda to work with and sure enough i don't my car did not beep at me it didn't put up a thing on the screen that said uh you know your key fobs not in the car no nothing (laughs) and so i'm like uh i'm just glad you didn't stop for gas i know right i mean i could have still rescued you yeah i guess i'd have been closer it would have been more time sensitive yeah (laughs) but i was just like bring whenever because i I mean i gotta work so just (laughs) 
But uh, but yeah, so thank you. You're welcome. I have no idea how that occurred. So, <sighs> well, I'm glad it was you and not me because as a girl, I never would have heard the end of it. <laughs> you like to tease me, and uh, I feel when like have I ever mm-hmm. teased you? I feel like I never would have heard the end of it ever. So for everyone listening. <laughs> Feel free what? to drop Tom oh. a message and tease him because I get teased mercilessly. Getting, I'm gonna get cyber bullied by a social media influencer. <laughs> well, you have to you have to influence people for that to be a thing. <laughs> well, hopefully, you influence people a little bit because we're we sell advertising now. <laughs> okay, I'm like I'm a social suggester. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, does that mean you, you're online being suggestive? No. Wait, I think that's worse. No, it isn't. Do you, you have an found... OnlyFans I don't so know about? So see what I mean? You found a way to turn this around and make it my thing. So everybody, double down now <laughs> on Tom. That's what I'm saying right there. I'll just start my own OnlyFans mm-hmm. and then I'll probably get locked out of it and need your help to get back in. <laughs> So now that I've turned everyone's stomach by the thought of me having an OnlyFans, <laughs> what uh, what pray tell do you have in store for people this week? Uh, well, um, we have some interesting discussions that need to happen regarding Peloton's competition. So there's going to be a whole discussion about that. Yes. And that, of course, John Mills will be joining us for. We had a stop from Dr. Jen, and she's going to talk to people about how to get back on the fitness wagon after you've been off for a long okay. time. And then we also are going to talk about Peloton Australia, and we're going to talk about MetPro. Uh, this week, it's how to get in enough protein when you're a vegetarian, because okay. that requires a whole to- set of skills. Totally. Different. And then, of course, Peloton News. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, TuneIn, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us while you're there. Uh, be sure and subscribe or follow. Sorry, I'm supposed to say follow now. <laughs> My apologies, Apple. Be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And you could also leave a review if you would be so kind, just so people yes, know that maybe please. we're worth checking out. We have a new review. Ooh. This is from Neil H., Okay. And it says, a must for every Peloton fan. Aw. I like it. Neil. Yeah. So short and sweet. So if you've been thinking about leaving a review and you're like, oh, I don't know what to, you don't have to write a book. I mean, no. it's great when people say all sorts of nice things. I mean, and go we on love on. nice things. Yeah. But uh, but you can just be like, this is a great show. Bump. Done. So uh, anywho, where was I at in the shameless plugs? Oh, yeah. Facebook. <laughs> Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page. Join the group. It's a great way to stay up. To date on breaking news throughout the week as the stories or news articles drop. And you can also find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash the clip out. All the episodes are posted there in beautiful HD glory. And finally, if you want these articles, pictures, stories sent to you in one easy to digest, digest, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sign up for the newsletter at the clip out. Com. It's right over on the right. It says subscribe now. Actually, as soon as you log in, you get a little pop up. It says that's boom. true. You so do. I had make it easier. Yes. Yeah. So uh, anyway, there's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. So joining us via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? What is going on? All right. Man, there is all sorts of stuff for you this week. This a is lot your, of stuff. That's what's going on. to shine. Yeah. So no all pressure. All kinds of stuff. I hope you all got your talking shoes on. Wait, oh, talking yeah. shoes? Yep. <laughs> I know John has a lot of shoes, so I just assume yeah. I just there's a talking pair. You know, I don't really know. You just need to use them to 
for the talking Whatever. Portion. Remember how we were going to make fun of you during this episode? <laughs> Shut up. That was, something, <laughs> a lot of, that was something you were trying to get started. It's like Mean Girls. Like, fe- fetch isn't going to be a thing, Crystal. <laughs> this is what I deal with, John. Wow. Wow. All right. So uh, <laughs> I guess let's begin. Oh, L- that was clever. <laughs> wow. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Welcome to the last episode of the clip out. <laughs> I, I love this episode already. <laughs> so uh Peloton Interactive falls after Wedbush. Okay. That's the name of the I, that's an investment firm. Yeah. <laughs> When you really like it. Oh my God. Wedbush. Oh my God. Warns on decelerating engagement. So, uh, so, uh, yeah. I don't know what Wedbush is, but I'm making up all sorts of things it's in my Wedbush head. Wedbush on Seeking Alpha. So let your brain go crazy. Uh, yeah. It's your favorite places. Well, well, <laughs> Wedbush Securities. When they have an analyst, his name is James Hardiman. And Hard? He is. Okay. <laughs> It this, all plays, right? I don't think oh. this is a real article you found. <laughs> I think you've been punked. Do the kids still do that? Do the, are the kids still doing the punking these days? I don't know. This, is, don't too, know. this is too I, nerdy to be punking. You got me wondering now. Yeah. I don't know. Harder man at Wedbush says the Peloton <laughs> stock is going to take a pounding. <laughs> Profits We've will be duped. gushing. We've been duped. We've been duped. Oh my god! Uh. I, I, I kind of, I've uh, seen. See, now I can't even remember what I'm going to say. I've seen James Hardiman speak on this topic many times over the last two years. Okay. So, so I think he's not. He's real. Okay. But anyways, um, <laughs> commonly he's been like. Huge Peloton advocate. Yeah, that's okay. that's why we're covering it, Tom. Okay, so he's a he's a big proponent. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And so, anytime, even during earnings calls, he like throws the softball questions out there, and he, he's and he's always like uh, the next day reporting on the positive spin on okay. whatever they've stated. Okay, right, right. And so that to me is what makes this story interesting is that all of a sudden he's like, eh, eh, maybe we should all pump the brakes. That's not his normal MO. So here's my question is where is the data that their engagement is dropping? I like, have we seen other articles? I've not noticed any other stories about that. This is the first time I've heard that thrown out there. He said that, that Wedbush tends to monitor a handful of metrics and I don't know where he gathers them, but one of them he says is engagement relative to Peloton challenges. So I, I don't know how he's getting that, if he's getting that directly from Peloton. I don't know where he's getting that information. And he's talking in terms that there's less participation relative to challenges. And then he's also saying that year over year, looking at June of 2020 versus June of 2021, well, there's growth, but just not at the same clip as we've been used to relative to Peloton, it's like, a, he, he's saying it's a clear deceleration in social media engagement. 
Yeah, I I still don't know like if that's a, a fair metric, right? Like, I mean, right. like, this time last year, it, I mean, it, the pandemic was going crazy, and I know numbers are going up again, but like, it's not throwing fear into the public in the same way. America kind of collectively has just said, eh, f, f it, you know. Right. And so the fact that they're showing growth, but it's not as fast when people are going back to doing regular things and. And this is the time of year where people are typically going to do outside exercises, mm-hmm. if at all possible. So that might cost right. you a, a, a workout or two on your Peloton. Like I, I Absolutely. Yeah, I kind of feel like everybody is just wanting to be outside. But I think I think that this paired with another there was another article that covered this um, and they they indicated that it's because people are going back to the gym in higher numbers than expected. And I think that's because people are just desperate to leave their homes for any reason. Yeah. Um, and that could be a reason they're not as like they're not as engaged on social media either because they don't they're, they're doing things. Last year, you had a completely captive audience. Right. We were like, put right. that shit on ESPN. Yes, we will watch it. Yes. Um, <laughs> And we all watched that. Thing. We yeah. watched it. Um, I yeah. don't know if everybody would watch it this year. I mean, people certainly would, but would they get the same engagement they did last year? I, I kind of feel like not. You know, but I don't yeah. know if that's as much about Peloton's deceleration as it is the, the sign of where we are as a country, <laughs> as a right. world. And, and to put it into context, like when I, I watched him actually talk to this as well, not just the written article. Okay, and he makes it really clear, like. Peloton's up here and nobody's really close to him. Right. And there's still growth. Like he's just trying to, he's trying to make the point that before it was just this kind of unheard of type of explosion of growth. And he's just saying they've, it's come down to kind of a normal clip. So he tries to kind of clarify what he's saying. Sure. He's not I mean, acting like you know something horrible is happening. And he also speaks to the same thing that you guys talked about with regards to it being because you know, people are hitting the gym. We're hitting the summer season and, you know, all the normal stuff. But he's he just saying we're just not as used to that with Peloton, given what we've seen. And even the stock price, while a $15 drop is significant, it's still it went from 130 to 115 as a target. Like that's not from right. a stock that came out of the gate right. at 29 and went down like right. that. That's still a pretty great place to be. Um, yes. You know, I mean, I know that you always, especially if you're a stockholder or you work there, you always wanted to hire. But but it's not like he's just like, it's over. No, no and I, I think no. the title he, is a little misleading. It. It's, right. a, it's a little misleading and kind of makes it sound worse than it is. Yeah. But yeah, he but he, he didn't also write the talks title. To, <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And then he also kind of talks to the tread and how. We had the issue with the Tread Plus, and we're still kind of waiting for the Tread drop, and that market is much larger than the bike market, and we kind of have to see what's going to happen there. He talked about how he doesn't know if the the market really knows the difference between the Tread Plus and the Tread when Peloton talks about their Tread products. Yeah, so they may fair. think about the issue with the Tread Plus when they released the Tread, yeah. and he's not sure how that's going to play. So he just saw this yeah, as that's it, the way he describes it. It's like he's just saying, let's just pause and let's see what happens. It's kind of a pause for a second. I just want to use this opportunity to tell people to that that the regular tread is has been forecast to come back on the market from mid-July to the end of July. The tread plus, the original the big boy, if you will. Uh, it, there is no date yet. I've been getting that question like on the daily. 
by multiple people. So I just, while you were talking about it, I thought I'd throw it in there because somebody will ask me that question. So maybe right. I'll, maybe I'll <laughs> help them. <laughs> Stop that by 10% or so. Yeah. I mean, it's confusing to your point. And yeah. when I, when I tell people that I say it just the way I did just now, because so many people are confused by the tread versus the tread plus they get them inversed all the time. Right. And right. Uh, it's super confusing. So um, that's exactly what James Hardiman said. Exactly those terms is what he produced. And and so he was saying in that confusion, how is that going to play in the space? And let's kind of you know, pump the brakes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So you were speaking about how he mentioned that he doesn't really feel like Pel- Peloton has any real competitors. Peloton's way up here. Yeah. So <laughs> let's talk about one of their not real competitors. Uh <laughs> iFit, there's lots of iFit stuff there. Yeah. They're at least, I don't know that they're bringing the heat, but they're bringing the lukewarm. No, I, I got to say, I'm just going to go ahead and make a, a prediction. They are bringing the heat. I, I'm not trying, I'm not saying yes. they're going to be successful, but as we talk through these next three items, yeah. I will go on I will go on the record as saying they are making a solid play. The best play by any competitor I have seen. Yes. yes. Okay. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so... So yeah, we'll start with how they've expanded their presence in digital fitness with us with sweat acquisition, which is gross. It sounds like they bought sweat, <laughs> like like sweat dripping off of a person. Yes. <laughs> you know, I don't. I maybe I should have heard of sweat. I don't. I never. I heard had never of heard of it either. Sweat. But it's uh, some they, kind of like fem, like female owned boutique fitness thing. Is that right? Yeah. The way I read it, they produce content for a bunch of different disciplines okay um it seemed like they had yoga and pilates and a bunch of different disciplines that they had and they're based out of australia so i got the impression that this was a twofold play like they were trying to get those disciplines added to their portfolio of categories that they can offer but i'm kind of thinking that they're kind of looking to get more ties to that Australian market too. Absolutely, and maybe that's why we're not well. familiar with it. That totally could is be because maybe it's a bigger deal they down, you know down under than that would, it is here. That would make right. a lot of sense. Like it's a company we've never heard of right. because it's it's not it's not American. See what I thought it was at first. I know how like Jay Z invested in what did he invest in uh, uh, the climber, the climber, climber. and yeah. then now now Pitbull is with Echelon. I thought this was something. Uh, Sweat was something CNC Music Factory. <laughs> Is that no? Not the case. No, okay. No. I'm agree to disagree. Okay, so that's iFit Part One. Yes, iFit Part One. <laughs> so moving right along. Now iFit, I know they have over a million subscribers, and I, you know, I know with that play, they're I'm sure they're trying to boost those numbers, and I know they're trying to go public later this year. So I think they're just, I mean, they're jockeying. I think everyone's jockeying for how close they can get into competition how much they can market share they can take no i I think you're i think you're right i just think that based on what we've seen in the past from other competitors they have they have more money and they have more i think savvy i think savvy to put toward it and i still don't feel like it's a threat at this point like i wouldn't go that far but i would say they're trying, yeah. and it's an actual serious effort. It's like we said in the past; they won't they won't be Pepsi to Peloton's Coke, but they might be RC Cola. Yeah, right, right. And then also, uh, so iFit announced that they've partnered up with Michael Phelps. Yeah, uh, who uh, famously overcame his battle with glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I didn't. I didn't get it. Oh, <laughs> does he smoke weed? A lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I just think it's really funny that, like, I mean, Michael Phelps is a big deal and a he's good a and a deal. good get for them. But it's also funny because he's a guy that's been in the past. He's been singing the praises of Peloton. Very vocal about his love of Peloton. Well, oh, yeah. what's that face, John? Tell us what that face meant. What, what does that mean? I, no, no, it doesn't mean anything bad. I, 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 right. I, I know. It's just the simple fact, like you just said, he's not the first one. No. The first uh, celebrity that we've seen where Crossover. we saw them like heavy on Peloton. I think Kevin Hart, we saw that way, right? All of, he was heavy Peloton bike. We would see him on Insta, Instagram, and tread. Peloton, yeah. and, tread. And, and the tread. And next thing we know, he's like an investor in like two other competing companies. Like, like I think, so that's probably the face you saw. It's like, yeah, this is kind of a common thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. But, um, and I think it's just, it's more notable because in my mind, it's more notable for two reasons. One, because again, it's iFit. And, and right. again, they're really trying to make some waves here. And two, because Michael Phelps was really one of the first athletes that people knew about on the Peloton leaderboard, uh, the Olympic athletes. Like people, that was one of the first people I can remember in my Peloton journey that people being like, holy shit, Michael Phelps right. is on this leaderboard. And so I feel like that's notable for that reason as well. Yeah, so it sounds like I was wondering, like, well, what what does it mean that he's a trainer? Does that just mean like he's like some guest every once in a while? No, it looks like he's going to start with a bunch of curated classes that he's going to say that, you know, these are the ones that, you know, the people that follow me, the ones you can take, but he's not leading them. And then it sounds like later this year, he's going to actually have his own classes that he's trained as content on their platform. So that sounds pretty interesting. It does. And I think I think that this is going to be a thing we're seeing in a lot of the different platforms because like Tonal's doing this. They have several they have several uh, guest instructors. Yeah. And uh, Tony Horton is over there from P90X and uh, yep. he does he does classes and um, people love them. People absolutely love right. them. Now, I, I don't. So Michael Phelps, I wouldn't want him teaching a cycling class. That's not his thing. So like I right. would want him teaching a swimming class, maybe a weights class if it were me taking right. it. But yeah, this that's interesting. Yeah, show me how to yeah. swim. That's what I need. <laughs> I, I think that a lot of these things that like um like this, I think give their platform like credibility. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. And I'm kind of talking in terms of like the struggles that I've seen with Echelon and I I think a lot of their struggles have not specifically been about price point. I know people talk about price point a lot, but I don't think it's been about price point. I think it's been their struggles have been more about that credit credibility aspect. Yes. And I think yeah. a lot of these things that happen with iFit, I think boost their credibility. So yeah, I, 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 I would absolutely agree. And I think if anything, I think sometimes Echelon's price point it does dam- them a disservice. It damages their credibility. <laughs> I think, you know, I mean, and John Foley's talked about how when they upped the price of the bike, they sold more. And I right. think that when people see the price point on an Echelon, a lot of times they just think, well, that's got to be cheap. Yeah. And right. I don't, I don't yeah. want to, well, if I'm going to go down this road, I want to buy something that's that's decent. There's a lot of things that make people raise their eyebrows at Echelon, at least me. And and, and so I want to, that's why I think you're right, because people have, people have said to me, I and mean, people who are clearly working for Echelon have literally reached out to me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. And they will say things like, how dare you, you know, talk yeah. about a competitor. That's just not right. That's not fair. Rah, rah, rah. But but you yeah. know what? That's because I don't agree with their business practices. And what iFit is doing, 
you know, yes, they still they still copied an original design from Peloton, just like Echelon did. But have they copied every single step Peloton has done every single day? No, they've done their own things and they've right. they've branched out. And so that does give them credibility. And so I look at them as a real competitor coming up in the ranks where Echelon, no. So... <laughs> Well, I guess while we're talking about competitors, uh, Soul Cycle Equinox, aka Soul Cycle, yeah, uh, was trying to get a merger going, and I guess that uh, I guess the stock talk jargon would be shit the bed. Yeah, I okay. think that's, that's what? it. What's going on? Is this, was this a jockey position thing? Because we know iFit is trying to, you know, their IPO, they're, they're trying to go public with an evaluation of like seven billion. Like, it makes me wonder: was this like, oh? Oh, oh, we're gonna do nine billion. Right. Yeah. I, don't, it, I don't know, but right? absolutely sounds like a dick measuring contest. <laughs> it and really does. They lost, <laughs> and, and and then the you know the spack investors were like, "Are you crazy?" And then it all kind of like shut down. They were like, yeah. "You know, it's not 2014, right?" Yeah, like um, times have changed for Soul Cycle. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, no. They said no so to the So I guess we're not going to see. I was kind of looking forward to that, but I guess we're not going to see a, an Equinox Soul Cycle IPO this year. Not this year. No. I mean, maybe oh, well. next year. It could still maybe happen. It could still it could happen. happen. But happen. they they would have to change their valuation methods and valuation so. period. <laughs> so. Yeah. And then I guess in our. Uh... Oh, I should have saved my my soapbox. Your Darn. echelon soapbox. I'm That's sorry. okay. And we're we're doing these competitors in order of realism. Oh, okay. So we're ending, that, that with, makes, we're that ending with echelon. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny with echelon when we get back to that topic. You know, I I was always doing my um you know non scientific kind of measurement of followers based on competitors in the connected fitness space, and I'm sure you've seen those posts. And echelon was always like way dead last. down like. Like by a billion. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Every time. And so that would always, I always thought that was odd considering the number of classes that they're recording every day, the number of products they have that they just can't get that same level of like social engagement. And I also found that odd, their kind of their subscriber base and how you always hear these numbers about them. And it always seems lower than you would expect. And so I think this article started out sounding like, oh, this is kind of a positive thing. You know, they're, they've got a person helping them determine what their financial future is going to be and what which direction they're going to go. Are they going to do another funding round? Are they going to do IPO? It sounds, I guess, positive. But to me, I I read it as they're not sure what they should do because stuff isn't really working. <laughs> that's, that's how I took it, right? Right? Like, not really di- trying to diss them or anything. Yeah. I'm really just, that's how I read it. Like, they're not sure if they want to do another funding round. Do they want to sell the business? Or, you know, do they want to go you know, um, selling, IPO? Selling might be their best option because but there to is. Who? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But somebody out there could, in theory, do something with this company. I mean, they. Yeah. I'm sure they have gathered, you know, together some people that are 
you know, collectively a a good thing for some other company out there. I I mean, they'd probably want too much for it to be worth it for anybody to buy. But I could see a company getting a bargain basement deal and really actually doing something with this and like being creative and taking their own steps. I could see that being a good sale. But right. And and when I say not, not working, this is all relative. Like I think everybody in this space is making money. So yeah, like, yeah. Don't, don't, don't take it like that. I think they're you know they're successful in what they're doing. I'm, I'm saying, I think the space has so much upside. You would have thought they would have acquired more market share and yeah, they're not they're not gaining ground as fast as they thought they would. That's how that's how you're defining not working. Yeah, as far as as far as I mean, me personally, as far as I thought they would have like, right. So, that, that makes me, okay, like, what do we do now? And that's how I take that article. It's like that same question is in in hmm. their minds, I, th- I think. Okay. That's, that's my perspective. On yeah, it. I think they thought it was going to be easier than it ended up being. You know, copycats always do. Yeah. <laughs> they think all you got to do is sit down and do whatever the other guy did, and it'll just come to you. Absolutely. And, and it you, just doesn't work like that. It does not. <laughs> And don't get me, get me wrong. I mean, this it, the article starts with they've got people wanting to invest. Yeah, but they're just, just not like, sure that that's the the best method for them. Like, is throwing more money on this at this time the best method? Right. Yeah. Yes. Like, that's is that the question? Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like they have been throwing money at it, uh-huh. and it hasn't been at least getting the results that they thought based on relative to investment. I would agree. Right. I would agree. Yeah. And they're ma- like you said, they're making all these classes, but nobody seems to be watching them. And it pop culture rabbit hole. But it reminds me of, did you know, John, that there was a Blazing Saddles television show? I mean, why would anyone know that? Well, why would they know it? Because it never aired. But they produced, I think, four seasons of it. What? Yeah. Wow. And it starred, uh, I believe it was Lou Gossett Jr. and Steve Landisberg, who played uh, Dietrich wow. on Barney Miller. And... They wanted the studio wanted to make a sequel to Blazing Saddles. Contractually, they had a certain amount of time to produce a sequel and yeah. or a television. Sh- and Mel Brooks didn't want to do it. And there was a clause in there that says or a television show. And he was like, because they'll never make a television show. Because how do you make this for TV? So then they made it for TV. So then they were like, well, what we'll do in order to hold on to the sequel rights is we'll produce a television, a television show. show. And they made like they never released. They made like four or five seasons of like. 10 12 episodes they were like it just says we got to make one it doesn't never, say we have to distribute doesn't it say we got to put it out anywhere oh my god and so they, wow. they made a full and there's clips of it on youtube they made a full-fledged tv show that not one person ever saw just so they could hold on to the secret you know, rights how and many lawyers wow. how many lawyers were involved in that yeah lawyers so <laughs> wow that is yeah Someone That's, was reading that late at night yeah. just, and they had the epiphany. We just got to make the show. <laughs> Something like that happened. That's how exactly. So, so, so brainiac lawyer. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I was just like, wow, that's a that's a crazy move. And those are real people on that show. Like those are. Yeah. So they thought they were really wow. making something. Yeah. So there's your pop culture rabbit hole for the episode. So, oh, well, thank you very much for joining us, Sean. Until next week, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook in my Facebook group or page Run, Lift and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift and Live or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. 
Thank you. Thank you. You have a good one. I see you guys. See you, you too. If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It was the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Bye. Bye. Getting this psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. Plus, she's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. No, you forgot the part about that. I'm obsessed with Peloton. And you're obsessed with Peloton. (laughs) She's so obsessed that when I don't say it, she gets mad. (laughs) Great. Now you ticked her off. I know. (laughs) She's like, this is my last one. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, we have another great question from the clip out community. Uh, This one comes from Luke Bamey. I hope that I am saying his last name correctly. He says, personally, he's going through the struggle of getting back on the wagon. Uh, He was working out five to six days a week. It was the Peloton bike and the tonal for just over two years as part of getting healthy for the first time in his life. 
Then around Thanksgiving, he fell out of the habit. He went four months without almost with almost no workouts. In May, he started back up, but then the toddler was sick, not sleeping, and then he was sick. So he's doing better in June, uh, 11 days straight, closing all three Apple Watch rings, but he's still struggling to build back the habits and... I think more importantly, deal with the guilty feelings of having lost ground with the exercise coupled with gaining weight back. Okay. Well, I think this is a great question. He is not alone. And and actually, DJ John Michael posted about yes. this as well. I don't know if any of you saw that. But I, I think the first thing you want to do is kind of go back and look at what made him stop. That after two years, what was it that went wrong? Because I don't, these things don't tend to just happen in isolation. They don't happen in a bubble. And so the first thing to do, so in order to avoid it happening again, is to really look back and go, okay, was I getting burned out and I didn't recognize it? Did I need a vacation from my exercise plan and I didn't take it? What, did I get injured and not take good care of it? Was I not getting enough sleep? Was I not having enough balance? Maybe you were doing too much exercise and not enough family time where it became too extreme. So I think that the first is to kind of do a postmortem and look at where did this go wrong? When I have gone off the wagon, what was it that made me go in a different direction? Oh, that's So then you want to set up, once you've done it, you want to set up things that will help prevent you from this happening again. And, you know, I certainly would want to look at what is your plan? Because look, the truth is in life, you have a toddler, they get sick. I mean, I have twin girls and I remember when they were toddlers, certainly when they were in preschool, they would get, literally, they get sick for two weeks. They'd be out of school. One would get the other one sick. That would be two weeks. We bring them back to school. And three weeks later, start one would get order. sick and then we start the whole cycle again. So if you've got a toddler, you're going to have to build into your exercise plan the assumption that someone's going to get sick. And I would have a backup plan for times like that. So so that you can feel like you're on track and you're doing something. And maybe if you have a sick toddler, all you do is a 10 minute strength class so that you can get your, your blue dot, you can feel like you are still on track. You can be still being physical and also you're in touch with your body. And sometimes even just taking 10 minutes that's for yourself refreshes you, you know, as, as a busy parent, it's very easy to just give and give and give and you work and you give and you take care and you change the diapers and you feed and you bathe and like you're exhausted and not give to yourself. And it's important to look at exercise as part of that self-care. And that you got to put the gasoline in the tank for the car to drive. Like you can't run on no gas. And part of exercising is putting gas in the tank. So I, I think that those are really kind of the key points. I think that you got to give yourself a break. I think that this, this happened for a reason. And I think that getting to the bottom of the reason is more important than beating yourself up. Beating yourself up is not going to get you back on track. On the contrary, it's more likely to derail you and make you not work out. When we feel good about ourselves, we take good care of ourselves. So we make good choices for ourselves. But when we beat ourselves up and we feel like crap, we get all this negative self-talk in our heads. And then we're less likely to work out. And we're more likely to beat ourselves up if we don't do it perfectly, which then prevents us from working out again. 
So I, I think that those are really the, the key factors, but having a backup plan, and I would really want to do a kind of an in, in-depth analysis of when do you need a vacation? How often do you need a day off? How often do you need a week off? How often do you need to change up your program? Is, is there anything that you can do to keep yourself motivated? Like I've talked about on your show, once a week, I work out virtually with a girlfriend. We take Peloton classes on Thursday morning. She's in DC. I'm in LA. We FaceTime together and we do classes together and we talk. And that really helps kind of keep me in the game. And it's something different on that day. Yeah, I love that. And, and you know, Tom, Tom always says something to me when I beat myself up that reminds me of what you just said. And he always says, like, well, even if you gained weight back, like if you look back all the way back at the beginning, who where you were then would just kill to have where you are now. So even if you backslid a little bit, like, don't forget that. And that's something that always makes me stop and really take stock. Oh, it works. Yeah, most oh, of yeah. the time. Okay. <laughs> and, and you know, one of the, one of the things that that is really challenging of, about getting back and it's also very challenging for starting an exercise program is that I've read some really interesting studies about people who exercise consistently over time and who are considered to be like lifelong exercisers. And what the study shows is that the people who exercise, first of all, they have a positive association because at the end of their training, they know they're going to feel good. During the training, they get endorphins. Um, they feel a sense of accomplishment that oftentimes they will go into what uh, sports psychologists call state of flow. Flow is like, have you ever been driving your car and then like all of a sudden you're like at your location, you're like, wow, I don't even remember. I kind of spaced out. Yep. Flow is when you get into that state of mind where time passes effortlessly and whatever it is that you're doing starts to not become so hard and you kind of get into the groove of it. And so the hard thing is, is that when either you haven't exercised at all or you stopped exercising and you're getting back, you get none of that. I still get On none of contrary. that. I don't yeah. get and you one thing yeah. you just rattled off. Not one and you, thing. And you probably won't for quite some time. <laughs> and, and that, look, I give you so much more credit for working out, Tom, the way you're working out than I give myself credit because I get those things now because you have to reach a certain level of fitness to get those things. And in the beginning, it's pain and agony. It is, this sucks. This hurts. I'm not good at this. It's boring. I, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's boring. I'm at the bottom of the leaderboard. I hate this. And you have to be able to get past that period of time to get to that point where like, there are times where I'm on the treadmill and I'm like, Ooh, all of a sudden I just felt this happy feeling. What? Oh, those are endorphins. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> and at the very least, even if my run, and I say run because they're particularly challenging for me, that even if my run sucks, like even if it's terrible, I know at the end, because running so challenging for me, I feel such a sense of accomplishment. And I know when I'm doing it, and I think to myself as I'm running, you know what? At the end, I'm going to get that great feeling and that will get me through. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly, especially on the running yeah. part. It's harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, for people that just can't get enough of you, where can they find you before next week? You can find me on social media uh, at Dr. Jen Mann, two ends on Jen, two ends on man. 
I post all of my Peloton workouts on Insta Story. And also, you can find me uh, in Style Magazine. I have a weekly column, Sex and Relationship, called Hump Day with Dr. Jen that comes out every Wednesday. Peloton in the news. So, Peloton is officially in Australia. Officially. It's officially, it's live and it's going. It is, and the bike and the bike plus are, that's what's officially on sale. Okay. So now you can go to the stores that are located in Peloton and you can buy it, or you can buy it online at the Peloton Australia store. And like Peloton, onepeloton.au. I believe it is. Okay. Um, And then they also like to commemorate the event because it's super exciting. uh, They dropped two brand new Spotify playlists and they are. All about Australia's most popular music. Let me see. So ACDC, Little River Band, Minute Work. Oh, I I don't know. Air Supply. I didn't actually look at it. This is more like you and Gail need to have a conversation about this. (laughs) NXS, before someone tweets at us, NXS, they're Australian. Love NXS. Yeah. They'll never... Never die in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I like Little River Band. I did NXS show once. I've lost so much money. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honest to God, thought I was going to get fired. It did so badly. Oof. But uh, anyway, uh, but so yeah, so they're officially in Australia. So they are. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the family. Welcome, Australian and listeners. If both there of are you. any Australian listeners yeah. out there listening, um, it, please reach out to me, uh, clipoutcrystal at gmail.com, because I would love to interview you and have you on the show. Yeah. That would be so fun. Let's talk to an Aussie. Yes. Did they say that? Was that offensive? Did I just offend? I mean, you've Australian offended list? every new country oh, that has true. joined Peloton. That's true. You haven't, you haven't ucked lately, but I'm sure <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> It's only Welcome, a of time. Australia. Welcome. <laughs> and we forgive you for Yahoo Serious. <laughs> I kind of liked that dude. <laughs> so while we're talking about music streaming, Slate had an article and the title was How the Heck is Peloton the Best Paying Music Streaming Service? And uh, you got a kick out of this article. This I, was right up your your music pop culture bailiwick. I do. Bailiwick. <laughs> wow. That's, that's I've old timey. With, I've lived with you for almost that's old a decade. Time. Are you going to churn butter after dinner? Like that's, but nah, yeah. I'll have the kids do that. Okay. So they talked about like what each streaming service is paying per song. Normally you would say per spin, but I think it might confuse people given yeah, that we're talking about, do about Peloton. But uh, And Peloton pays a lot compared to something like a Spotify or an Apple. So for people listening, tell us tell us give us some numbers. Okay, hang on, let me pull up the chart here. So Spotify, for example, seems to be paying 0.003 cents per stream. Apple wow. is 0.00675 cents. Jesus, that's depressing. Yeah. YouTube is 0.0002%. Wow. Amazon is 0.01 cent. I'm sorry, I've been saying percent. I meant cents. Uh, so it's. I heard like, it right. <laughs> yeah. So it. So they're basically paying like a penny. Okay. Like, and so then if you slide all the way down to Peloton, which I don't. It doesn't even look like they're in the. I guess in this case you'd say the bottom twenty. Oh no, there they are. They're number twelve. They're paying basically three point one cent 
per stream. Wow. So, but they're number 12. So how does that make them number one? What are they number one at? Well, not necessarily number one, but like compared to a Spotify, they're paying significantly more per oh, stream. Because, because they're paying more per stream and therefore they're paying the largest in money overall because they pay so much more. So are, are we saying they pay more to these? Well, they're paying more per song. They don't. They don't necessarily stream the song as many times. So some of it is these these go. larger providers are getting a volume discount because they they, they play the songs. But can so you much go more. back up to the title? What is this thing called? What is the title? Why How? is Peloton paying so much money? It was, and it's but, a why the heck are they the most? It said the most something. Okay, well I I mean this I don't know how they're breaking out. I know. I'm just trying to understand it. I'm just yeah. trying to understand. So they're paying significantly more per stream than Spotify. But when you look at this Yeah, I mean, I think it just comes down to the fact that they just don't necessarily have the volume of of plays or streams on any individual song. So their per cost is higher. But I also can't help but feel that they kind of got, you know, for lack of a better term, bullied into paying a higher rate. Well, yeah, because of the lawsuits. And so I think it's also a reminder for all the people during that were bitching during the lawsuit that they were like Peloton is stealing from people. And now if you look at it, they're one of the best paying outlets out there for having your songs streamed. So, wow, it's all come full circle, which is kind of what we said. And as that was going down, which is like there is no rule for what they should pay and they're going to fight it out in court. And then they'll say, cut us a check for what you missed. And 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 here we are. And now you have artists clamoring to be a part of the peloton ecosystem boy they sure are they sure are forbes.com had an article uh the war to bring down peloton this ticked a lot of people off why they did not a lot of people did not like the title to this yeah because why are they trying to to yes (laughs) but they didn't like that it was such like why does it have to be either or why can't it be both because it's how's it going to be both who's going to like nobody's going to buy uh, both of these both things. of these products like that's a ridiculous but the notion. point so, being that there's plenty of market share to go sure around. i mean there there is room for both but it is a war and i think it's kind of naive to to not think of it as such and they they have clearly Just telling s- you what the people are saying well honey. they're the people are wrong <laughs> <laughs> i mean ifit has clearly set their sights on peloton like they oh for sure and, and so that's a war whether you know like doesn't mean you know like uh, people aren't dying. Like that's not that kind yeah, of I mean, war. It's a metaphorical right, war, right. you know. And but it's like now, will it be? Will it be a war in the sense of like they they actually get any traction or do any damage? I I don't know. Uh, you know, it reminds me of uh, Bill Hicks had a great line talking about the the first Gulf War where he says war. He's like, no, a war is when two countries fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like I you know I don't know how much damage they'll really really do i think there's enough they've created enough of a market that if you get a sliver of it you're still gonna be living in a mansion that's just it peloton created the market yeah i mean that's always going to be my take on it totally i mean they are clearly making a huge effort here and good for them for being an actual serious competitor mm-hmm. i think that is good for peloton i think serious competition is good yeah um they have a tremendous head start years right years at this point and it's going to be tough no matter no matter what company it is they are the first ones i've seen that i'm actually like okay they're really giving it a go yeah and they've been around a long time nordic track's not new absolutely Um, absolutely but it also it wasn't they didn't bring the joy to working out at home right the way peloton did they didn't figure out a way to make working out at home 
a hot commodity in the way that Peloton did. Nobody can ever take that away from Peloton. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of ridiculous notions. <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd talk about this a little bit. There's a, an article we see get we keep seeing get passed around, and it's called Peloton Gets Redesigned for a Full Body Workout and Recovery Massage with Aromatherapy at Home. And yeah. uh, it's some weird-looking device that I don't even know how to describe it. If you want to go to our YouTube channel, we, we have it up. And people are like, is this real? No. No, it's not real. It yeah. is. It was described to me. I thought the best, most succinct yes. word for it or words for it was fan fiction. Yeah, that's that's what this is. And I never thought it was real, but I was like, why is this out? And and so apparently, okay. So here's the deal. This this person who runs this website, like he goes around to all these different like popular brands, and he creates. He takes them the designs they already have, right. and then he makes a new design, and then he puts it out there like it's real. You know, as an ode. Also to get attention. Right. I mean, he's clearly a designer. He's clearly got some talent. And, sure, and I'm a, sure I'm sure this is a good way to get attention. But yeah. it's but for the Peloton community, it's confusing the heck out of them. Right. Because it's getting posted everywhere. Yeah. So if you see this weird looking box thing and it's got an arm on it, it's not Peloton. Yeah, Even if it has the Peloton P, it's, it's not real. Yeah, it's not a real thing. And I'm surprised Peloton hasn't made him take it down yet because it has the Peloton P on it. Or it did at one point. Maybe it doesn't now. Yeah, me too. The only thing I can think is maybe there's some sort of mouse print on their website that talks about how it's the parody or homage or something. And, oh, that and, you know, could be. But uh, but yeah, so it, it's not real. And if you want your bike or tread to have aromatherapy, just stop wiping it down when you're done. <laughs> or if you want real aromatherapy, you can get it from Amazon for like $10. Yes. <laughs> Clip out. So joining us again via the magic of ZoomTube here to answer all of your nutrition questions is Angelo from MetPro. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. We have another question from uh, the Clipout community. And this one comes from Tracy Porosoff. Um, and she would like to know how to eat high protein as a vegetarian, um, because as you know, legumes are uh, mostly carbs, cheese and nuts are mostly fat, and that seems to leave non-fat yogurt, egg whites, and low-fat cottage cheese, which can get monotonous. There so. it is. There it is. Well, I'm glad uh, that she said, what was her name again? Tracy Porosoff. Tracy, I'm glad, Tracy, that you asked me, how can I eat high protein? Because the last three people said, how can I eat low carb as a vegan? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying. I'm still scratching my head on that one. Is <laughs> well, I hope you like two foods because that's all you're going to eat. <laughs> so yes, it it can be a challenge. It is harder as a vegan than a vegetarian because as a vegetarian you still have or you know. We have to ask because I get a lot of people that I like to refer to it as plant based because it means something different to everyone. And some some people say that they're vegetarian. Some people are as far as vegan. Strict definitions are different. Uh, but it sounds like Tracy will eat um, some egg whites, some cottage cheese, some dairy. And so that gives her a few more options. So. I'm going to say something which is quite ironic in, in light of the previous question that we just had, but this is where some supplemental protein powders can actually, <laughs> I know that's hilarious, right? That's so ironic, actually can work so well because it's not, it doesn't have to be a thing. Like, what am I going to cook and make just to get my 15 grams of protein with a snack? Well, how about if I have two tablespoons of this protein powder and just mix it in a little water and it's done. 
And there's nothing wrong. Of course, you're going to have your nuts, your seeds, your beans, your legumes, uh, your nut butters. You're also going to get protein from. Uh, don't really fall for the whole. Well, I, you know, there's there's protein, trace protein, and dark leafy greens. So I'm just going to eat enough of the dark leafy <laughs> greens. You're never going to eat uh, enough dandelion to give you the, that's not going to happen. Unless you're a billy goat. Yes. Unless you're a billy goat. So you're going to have to get the protein from another source. And what I find is that if you can plan ahead now, some of my plant-based clients still eat fish, some don't. And so what I tell them is make your primary protein meal, your dinner, not because there's something magic about six o'clock at night, your body needs it more than any other time, but just from a lifestyle socially, that seems to make the most sense. And then try and get vegetarian based protein sources, lunch at breakfast, such as the items we just talked about. And then at snack times, if you find you're not quite hitting your protein needs and you want to bring it up by 20, 30 grams a day, that's where there are excellent plant-based protein powders. In fact, I use a, a plant-based protein powder. It, I, I, the one, the brand that I use, I think just tastes delicious. It does have a few grams of carbs, but not many. It's mostly protein. And I'll, I'll have it along with some fruit typically. And I'll just put it in a little glass of, glass of water, mix it up. And it's just not even a thing. And I find that that really works well if your protein needs aren't being met. And so, of course, if you've listened to any of my, our conversations, you know, the question I always want to ask is what, why do you feel you need more protein? Just like I ask, why would you want anything? Look at it through the framework of your goals. Um, assuming your protein levels are adequate is your goal to add more muscle. And are you trying to add more muscle because you want more muscle or because you want a faster metabolism? Those are really two different things. Uh, and they're not always related the way some people would think they are. So know what your goals are versus just, oh, well, I'm told that I need to have another, you know, more protein is better for X, Y, Z. It may very well be better. But in your case, if you have a, a strategy session where you're thinking about here are my goals, here's my current diet and training routine, you might be surprised to find out where the most obvious levers are. And so, uh, yeah, I hope that those those couple uh, suggestions and foods you could go to and supplements you could use help a little bit. Yeah, that's that's that is the perfect place to add your supplements. You're right. That makes that makes sense. And and. And there's so many. There's so many supplements yeah. out there. There's so many protein powders out there that you can use. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. It is. Yeah. 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 That's that's a different oh, and, question. <laughs> and a lot of people say, well, Angelo, I heard you like this protein powder, that protein powder. Why don't you just refer to the brand or the one you use? I get asked that a lot. And th there's an answer. It's because by the time you're all hearing this, they've changed their formulation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do it all the time. Wow. Yeah, that's, you know, and, and I mean, picking foods out for our food lists and for, you know, uh, inside our, our technology suite and the app and everything that we use, the tools for our clients, people are like, well, this is a great product. Why don't you have this in your app? I'm like, we love that product also. And so, you know, our coaches will talk with their clients about it. But six months from now, that'll be a different product. Wow. The companies are constantly changing their formulation, which is why I like to talk principles of the types of foods and the macronutrients and the ingredients you're looking for versus specific foods. Makes Good sense. to know. Yeah. Awesome. Well, until, uh, until next time, where can people find you? Netpro.co slash TCO. 
Awesome. Thank you. While we're talking MetPro, uh, we got a winner for our contest. Congrats to Stephanie Toledo. She is the winner of a six-month transformation from MetPro. That is really cool. Yeah, that's very cool. That's a good deal. So congratulations, and thanks to everybody who entered. Sorry if you didn't win, but uh, congrats to Stephanie. Yeah, we really appreciate everybody uh, entering, and uh, hopefully if you, you, um, Stephanie, um, if you, hopefully you'll reach back out to us and tell us about your results. I would Absolutely. love to hear how they went. Totally. We would love to hear that. Peloton Artist Collaboration. So Robin has uh, finally done her In the Heights class, classes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so multiple instructors did it, but people had been clamoring yes. for Robin to do an In the Heights ride. Obviously, she had interviewed Lynn Manuel. Lynn, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Thank you, Lynn Manuel Miranda and uh, she had interviewed him a couple weeks ago and people really thought this was going to be her first class when she came back from maternity leave ended up being an all for one ride which was great Um, and then this was very shortly after and uh, people were super stoked about it and there were some other in the heights classes so if you miss those and you love in the heights you definitely want to take them. And while we're talking about uh, artist collaborations, they announced there would be Spice Girls classes. Oh, my word. People are losing their mind over this. The Spice Girls were huge, especially. You know, I was just never into the Spice Girls. And I get that. But like, if you think about it, just demographically, they were big about 20 years ago. And if you were 10 to 15, now, you know, you're 30 to 35 and that's who's using Peloton. Absolutely. You know? No, it makes sense. And and it's a great it's a great win for Peloton. Absolutely. And I like that it crosses over from, you know, it's it's the UK and the US. Right. Like it's it's an artist that two countries can get super excited about. And they were. Yes. <laughs> it was everywhere. <laughs> Lots of uh, very unique outfits that I saw uh, yes. ready for the Spice Girls ride. So I'm glad people enjoyed it. It's just. And it's then, just not something I have nostalgia for. And then lots for. of mad middle-aged dudes for no reason. Yeah, what it's is like, up with that? Not everything's got to be for you, dude. Like, yeah. not you know, like. I mean, I I know it's not for me, and I'm like, I try to try to approach it like that's good, you right. know. Like, like, if it's all for me, then right. Then, then Peloton's doing something. It was wrong. just weird the level of anger. Like normally that's associated with an artist who's like really politically outspoken or something, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's like the Spice Girls are they're just the Spice Girls. Man, like what? What, what? what could you possibly have a problem with them about? Yeah, like oh yeah. my word! I mean, okay, Spice World was awful. So I mean, <laughs> I but don't, I don't even know what that was. That was their movie, and okay. it was bad. Yeah, and well, it, I felt like you could have known that going in, but uh, <laughs> but I don't think twenty years on, you should have that level of anger about it. No, no, there are so many bigger problems in the world. If you're that mad about the Spice Girls, it says way more about you than it does about the Spice Girls. God, for real. <laughs> for real. And then also, uh, there's a new addition to the Champions Collection, uh, spotlighting Kathleen Baker. Yeah, so this time, uh, this time around, she has her own curated classes. Yeah, Kathleen is going to be joining Christine D'Arcolet for uh, these classes. And so she's going to be live on the leaderboard. Somebody mentioned to me that they did not know that this was a new feature. So I just wanted to point it out in case there's other people that don't know. Absolutely. Um, on whenever When these champions are live on the ride, you can go to your filters. And when you go to the filters, one of them will be special guest. And they you can find them right there. And you can high five them. And you can see where you are in relation to them on the leaderboard. Which so, is not close at all. 
<laughs> you know, some people, it, it was surprised. So Mel B from the Spice Girls was on. Uh-huh. Uh, Stacey Revere posted that in, in our group. And uh, she was she was above Mel B on the leaderboard. So that? I guess okay. it just depends on. I guess I was thinking when you're dealing with like the Olympic level athletes. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But you're again, probably not going to compete. You know, keep in mind, all of our bikes are calibrated differently. True. So yeah. whether you are or you aren't, I don't know that it really means that much. It's yeah. just really cool that it's you can. Fun to see. <laughs> Peloton Celebrity Sightings. So uh, it looks like Vinny (laughs) from Jersey Shore has joined the Peloton family. Which is very exciting. Yeah. And apparently he wants to uh, be a Peloton instructor. Yes. And uh, (laughs) he tweeted today, I want to be a Peloton instructor. (laughs) And Peloton replied. (laughs) What did they say? Oh, I forget. (laughs) Was it funny? Uh, they said, we'll add the GTL class type now. <laughs> I want to have a GTL, a GTL class type. I will take that class. How do you do laundry on your Peloton? The I L stands know. for laundry. It, that we've, we've discussed so many things that bike can do. <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, yeah, and here he is from his Instagram. Uh, he has two Instagram accounts. This is from his Keto Guido uh, Instagram account uh, oh, with some Pelotons Benny. in the background. So, But he's gotten very fitness oriented uh, the last few years. And uh, which is funny because when he was on the show, I wouldn't he wasn't like he- like heavy or anything, but he he was the one that didn't go to the gym all the yeah, time like the yeah. other three guys did. And now he's definitely he made is up all for, in. He is all in, man. So <laughs> so hats off to him. It's not an easy choice or a shift to make. I guess uh, you would know. I know. <laughs> Never thought I'd have something in, in common with someone from the Jersey Shore. Can I just tell a little story on you? Oh, dear. It's not a bad story, but you guys, you guys, uh, so Tom this week, he was figuring out what workout he was going to do next on Tonal. And um, (laughs) so he did not only a short cardio workout that he was supposed to do, but then went into a barbell workout right after that. Go big or go home. He started off the program. He did them back to back. He has now become the person (laughs) that is not just working out once a day. Now it's twice a day. So well, I just Angelo said I needed to do both. So I just, I'm just I just did both. I just it doesn't it doesn't matter. It is to be celebrated. Everybody out there, I assure you, <laughs> is applauding you. They are so excited for you. It's a shift and it's it's very cool. And it sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Because you were like, oh, this this is going to be this, this is how he talks about it. Oh, it's going to be an easy one. It's there only got this that, and it's only got that. Not that one. I didn't call it easy. You, but you I'm just saying in general, when you go and look at the workouts, that's how you look at them now. I was like, Before, OK, that one was, I can do. It was just something to I'm be. Not, it was I, my definition of easy. of like, I'm not going to need a nap later. Yeah. But so. now you're like, oh, it's only got it's only got some of these and some of those. This is no big deal. That That's how far you've come. OK. It's it's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. I'm celebrating. Everyone celebrate. You can you can not tease him like I said to you earlier. <laughs> oh yeah, bury that at the end of the show where no one's going to hear it. <laughs> I know I know this game. In case you missed it. And then finally, uh, summer drop two has hit the boutique. Yeah, so we record on Wednesday, so uh, it hasn't dropped as of this moment, but it will drop before this episode drops. Yes. And uh, so we just wanted to put that out there. I'm excited to see what the summer colors look like. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be right because the Peloton Prophet told us. And so we're hoping that that is true. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can't wait to see summer two colors. Yes. Checking in with the Peloton community. 
So joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Deborah Allison. Hey, Deborah, Hi. How you doing? Hi there. Oh, the audio just cut out Oops. at this one particular time. That's how that works. Cut. So how does it... Deborah, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is going to be a long interview. <laughs> we got this. Okay. We've been through worse in 2020. We that's, can keep going with this sound quality. Boy, that's, that's true. So I like to always find out from people like where they first came across Peloton and decided, hey, this is the machine for me. So tell us your story. I thought that would be your first question. <laughs> and before I answer that, Ooh, we got a I needed <laughs> I wanted to say thank you to the both of you. You both have been so influential in my life in these last couple of years. I mean, not only do I see this podcast bringing together the Peloton community like nothing else? But yes, you share your experience of the Peloton or, or your non-experience, Tom. But, <laughs> but your openness and your honesty has been inspiring to me. But um, just to give you some indication, yes, clearly I own a Peloton. I'm a huge Peloton fan, hence me being here. I also own a tonal, thanks to the both of you. <laughs> I also working with a MetPro coach. Shout out to Coach Cassie, oh. the best, life changing. If that's not enough, I'm in the middle of getting my NASA, my personal training Look certification. At that. I, now I feel like I should try and get you to like read some comic books or. <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah. Maybe Just one so... episode of Real Spoilers. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> what you all do. I mean, I just think like, where would I be without this podcast? Where would all the other people be? I, I've never felt so good in my life. So comfortable in my body. I've been thinner before. I've been heavier before. I feel like I am finally just right. I am strong. I mean, when I was thin, I know thin is not well. I was not strong then. And that is the result of Peloton, Tonal, MetPro. And the NASM thing, I'm just doing that for fun because this opened my eyes to the fitness world. Like, I want to know what those muscles are called <laughs> and create my own custom workouts on Tonal and... Thank you for the kind word. I always like we've had quite a few people tell us like, oh, I bought a tonal because of you or I did Metro. And I'm always like waiting for them to be upset. And so far, nobody has been. So that's <laughs> that's good. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure. Uh, it, exactly. it is you know? a lot of pressure. I feel like I, I mean, we just try to be really careful about the things that we choose to speak about because we really do like them. You know, I mean, that's from the heart. And so I'm so glad that you are having a great experience with it, too. That's yeah. amazing. With tonal yes. and, and I did the NSAM, the NASM for the same reason. I just wanted to learn stuff and maybe someday it will have another use. I don't know. But for right now, it's just cool information. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But I am such a Peloton fan and I really love those calendar dots. That motivates me. I need to have a dot every day. But now I need to have a Peloton dot and a tonal dot <laughs> every day. And I do it. And I do it. I don't know why those dots are motivating to me. I can't miss one dot now. Like It keeps you accountable. Up, so. It keeps you accountable. So that's great. We yeah. should turn that into a Dr. Jen question at some point. Ask like, why is that such a motivator for people? But wait, though, we got a little bit off track because okay. I don't know when you found so, Peloton. Yeah. Still. You can't put <laughs> that one on so, us. <laughs> so Peloton came into my life in 2018 from a Facebook ad. They got me. I saw the ad and I it just resonated with me. I just... Yes, 
yes, I want this. I need this. I had taken only a couple of spin classes in my life and I loved them. And I just thought, yeah, I was not a fitness person. I think I had little bouts in my life here and there. Maybe I did a half marathon at one point, but I was chunkier and it was harder. And and I did work out for a couple weeks, a month, two months. But I mean, ever since I've got the machine, I have had a dot every day. So there was something about this machine, something about the, the podcast. I started listening to the podcast before I even got my bike. I will say that my bike weight was two weeks and those two weeks felt like a really <laughs> long time. But no, I was not a big exerciser. Just to give you some indication, when, when I was in high school, my marching band counted for my PE credit. And so I was like, done. Man, you gave the system. You did gain the system. Tip. Well done. <laughs> Walked yeah. around the track three times, done. Yeah. But that is not, I'm kicking myself that I wasn't more active when I was younger. But anyways, so I remember also buying the Peloton over the phone and the sales lady was like, do you know anyone who has a Peloton or do you have a referral code? And I don't have a referral, what, what? I don't know anybody who has a Peloton. And she's like, oh, well, let me do you a favor. I'm going to give you my referral code. <laughs> oh. so you can, and like, isn't that so nice of me? And I thought it was. I, I just saved $100. <laughs> had no idea. Now you know. Well, I mean, that money was just going to go away. She yeah. might as well. Like, I say good for her. I would have done her. the same dang thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That lady now but, works for Echelon. <laughs> <laughs> no. I hope not. No. But I really wanted to talk about my fertility or infertility journey and how exercise has kept me sane. It just exercise, fitness, whatever you want to call it, healthy living is what is just moving me along every day and making me get through all the hard times, whether it's fertility, whatever it is. But for me, most recently, it has been fertility. And a little spoiler alert, I do have three healthy and happy kids. I have a singleton, I have an older daughter who is 11, and I have twins that are eight. So I am lucky. On the outskirts, I am very lucky. But if you scratch that surface a little bit for me to get my family here, it's been a lot. And even most recently, I was pregnant. Robin has been one of my favorite instructors. And I was pregnant at the same time as Robin. And I just thought that was so cool. And taking all these classes and learning about different modifications. And so when I calculate today's date, I, I know that I should be seven months pregnant. But a couple months ago, after doing some blood work that didn't come back normal, I made the choice to terminate a baby that clearly I so wanted. I always pictured a super large family, a family of four. Odd numbers are just hard. I wanted that fourth one. And I could have brought that baby into the world. And some people choose to. And to make that decision, I'm actually in a support group and it's called Beyond Choice. Like it is just beyond. And yet I still rode I still exercised. I still, the morning of that surgery, I still got up and I did what I needed to do because I am a happier mom, wife, person when I wake up and I do what I need to do and then can greet the world. 
And so I wanted to come on here to just bring more light into the fertility journey, to just reach out to anybody who is struggling, has struggled. It's just awful. And that baby, that fourth baby was meant to be my rainbow baby. Have you heard that term? Like after a a crap storm, out comes the rainbow. Ah. So to get my three kids here, this was pre-Peloton. I did massive fertility treatments, nine cycles of IUIs and that in and of itself, people who know the number of injections, the number of canceled cycles, the number of 14-day waits, 10-day waits. It's one of the hardest things that I've gone through. And I hear, I think it's Robin's voice or Tunde's voice in my head that when I'm going up a hill, she says, or they say like, you've been through worse. Like, yes, yes, I have been through worse. That is my worst, those nine cycles. And in that, I had a baby that I also had to terminate, but that one was deemed incompatible with life. But still, it's a crazy journey to go through anything like that. So after I had my three kids, I decided to help out a friend of mine who could not get off that fertility train. And I was a surrogate for her baby. Not my egg, not my anything, just my oven. And I felt like it was my way just to take away the pain that I felt that nobody could take away for me. And that was just lovely. People always ask me like, oh, isn't it hard to give up a baby? Don't you want that baby? It's like, it's not mine. It's not mine. It's nothing to do with me. Like I'm a babysitter. I'm a very good babysitter. And at the end, I don't want your baby at all. And I remember meeting with the therapist. They match you up at the fertility clinic. You have to go through therapy before you get signed up to be a surrogate, which is illegal in a lot of states still and is illegal in a lot of countries. It can just get It's illegal really to messy. be a surrogate or it's illegal to have the therapy. <laughs> there, I don't know where therapy would be illegal. Uh, it is we illegal live in Missouri, to, so you never know in Missouri. We've got some weird laws here. So I wonder if surrogacy is legal there. It can go either way in my head. So surrogacy could be illegal because there's been cases that once the baby is born, the mom or the actual parents, for whatever reason, don't want that baby anymore, or it's not healthy and then they don't want that baby or the parents die. And then what happens to that baby? There's been some really nasty, ugly cases, but in my case, everything was smooth. But I remember the therapist saying, you really need to explain this odd situation to this, not odd. She didn't use the word odd, this unique situation to your kids, because they're going to think that you're going to give them up too. And so she made me, yeah. Yeah. And they were much younger too. And Yeah, actually, I remember my older daughter was, she was embarrassed that I was a surrogate. And so after I gave birth, somebody said, where's the baby? And she told her friend, my mommy gave it up for adoption. And no, (laughs) mommy did not give that baby up for adoption. (laughs) She just didn't want to. So the therapist said, explain to your kids that if your neighbor's oven broke and your neighbor wanted to bake a pie and she came over and asked if, She can use your oven. So we let her use our oven at the end of the 40 minutes. Is that your pie or is that the neighbor's pie? And clearly that pie goes right back to the neighbor's house. That's a good analogy. Either way with that. 
So I got to be a surrogate and then the Peloton came into my life at just the right time. Certainly helped lose the baby weight, whatever. Well, some of it. And then Tonal came in (laughs) and MetPro came and finished all that up. But I was told for years and years and years that I could not get pregnant. Don't even try on your own. Go right to fertility treatments. My numbers didn't look right or whatever. And surprise, I get pregnant. And it's not because I relaxed or didn't think about like, I get really frustrated when people who aren't accustomed to the fertility world say like, Oh, it'll happen when you least expect it. I really think it happened because fitness came into my life. And I was just healthier. I wasn't as thin and it made my body in a healthy state. And I went into the doctor's office for the normal first ultrasound at six, seven, eight weeks. And I went from yay baby. I went from baby to actually no baby to this could be cancer in six seconds. Whoa. That's a lot to take in. There is something that they don't talk about very. It's it's not common. It's called a molar pregnancy. Nothing to do with the molars in your mouth. It's just called a molar pregnancy. And I really think that this is like something that they must talk about in Catholic schools when they tell you, if you have sex, you could die this is how it can happen. The pregnancy goes awry in your body and your body starts to attack it. And if the doctor said, if I miscarried on my own, that it can metastasize all over my body. And they wanted to all of a sudden give me chemotherapy drugs prophylactically. What? Oh, never even heard of that. I haven't either. It's not that I'm an expert on pregnancies, but same. Yeah. Crazy. It's the one in the million. Of course, it happens to this girl. (sighs) So not pregnant, not pregnant, not pregnant. That was not my rainbow baby. And so I went through that and it's like a a year process of kind of wrapping that all up. You can't get pregnant again within the year. Your same HCG blood level markers that they use to test for pregnancy is the same marker that they were watching me for cancer. So if that number went up, they wouldn't know if I had cancer or I was pregnant or both. Oh my gosh. So that year went away and I did not need chemotherapy drugs. Again, exercise, eating healthily. Like I felt lucky on that end. But then one morning, I exercised pretty early in the morning. One morning, I was in my power zone ride and I need to give a disclaimer before I share this because I just listened to the whole story and hear it out before anybody please jumps to conclusion, but I was on the ride and I miscarried on the ride during the ride. And I was told I really, I didn't want to share that story because I don't want people to think you can miscarry because right. That the bike the caused, bike caused it. it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Okay. Not at all. I talked to my doctor many times through about this and he said the actual miscarriage happens days, days, days before the actual miscarriage. I did not cause it. The bike did not cause it. Power zone did not cause it. It was going to happen. It just happened then. And exercising or not exercising wouldn't change the outcome. I didn't know that I was even pregnant at that point. That's how early it was. And I didn't know what was going on. And I remember calling the doctor and they patched me right through to the ER doctor. And this is right before Peloton became a household name. And 
And he's like, what did you run into your bike? Why are you bleeding? What, what? Like, and I was like, no, I was riding my bike. And it took a while before we connected all those dots. So then I went to the doctor and they said, oh, maybe this is cancer that maybe it didn't all go away. And we don't know again. And here we go again for the year. Oh, my gosh. And maybe maybe chemotherapy, maybe not chemotherapy. We just need to watch. So the one in the million, the one in a million happened again. So that was that pregnancy. I also, very interesting fertility cards. I mean, again, very blessed fertility cards. But for some reason, a very challenging fertility card. And I think people whether they just don't know what to say or they don't know what not to say, but sometimes they see my family of three girls and they'll say to me, you trying for that boy? And they have no idea. Sure. Yeah. I have been trying. I have. In fact, I just terminated on St. Patrick's Day this year, 2021. Like, I don't say anything. I not in smile, but people have no idea what they're saying. And another example of that is, so I was also dealt the diastasis rectus card in my fertility journey. And that's when the the muscles don't go back um, after having, I mean, I had, I delivered four babies. Like I get it. I'm I'm five, one, five, two on a good day. Like if I'm really sitting up tall, I put my body through a lot. And so I had an extreme case of diastasis rectus, not just the mommy pooch that happens. I mean, I looked, I could share pictures or if someone wants to DM me, I looked easily eight months Mm. pregnant. Like I had to really adjust all of my clothes. And I remember going to Disneyland thinking they're not going to let me on the rides. Like who lets a pregnant woman on these crazy, you know, it was something that I lived with and I saw a physical therapist who said, I never say this physical therapy is not for you. You need surgery. I did get surgery, which is never covered by insurance. Ugh. I'm in diastasis rectus support groups. Actually, when I first got the Peloton, I thought, oh, this is amazing. There's a Peloton mom Facebook group. This must be really private. <laughs> I posted a picture of why I need to exercise at home because back in 2018, the gym was where it was at. Yeah. I couldn't go to a spin class in 2018 with my distended belly without people making comments. And so when I posted that to the Peloton mom group, this was before I even received the bike. This is in my two week wait. Tons of moms reached out. They showed me where the secret private diastasis Facebook groups were. I think that same day, a Peloton mom, I don't even know who to give credit to, hopped on the phone with me and told me what the surgery was like. I mean, amazing arms extended wide from this community, negative day one. So my two surgeries, it it took two intense surgeries were fully covered by insurance, which again, never happens. Everyone always asks. We need to know. (laughs) (laughs) It's Kaiser and they never cover these. I was the one case, again, one in a million. My body was deformed. It was not plastic surgery. It was putting me back to semblance of normalcy. So I feel like I am a great candidate to talk about fertility issues and writing because I do it. I did it all. I do it all. It's really fresh in my mind. I needed the bike 
I mean, sometimes I chose a ride and sometimes to this day, I choose the ride based on how much I need to cry that day. And that's, I know that's okay. That's what I need to do. And there's certain instructors that, I mean, it's hard because Robin was my go-to and I now have to be in a different mindset to ride with her. It's hard staring at a pregnant body for 45 minutes, even 20 minutes. Like, it's just hard. Maybe it's too fresh for me. I know logically that her baby doesn't mean that there's one less baby out there. Like, I get that. That's her baby. I don't want her baby. But it's just at a time when I'm, I just want my medicine. I don't want to have to also deal with some of that too. But it just resonates when the instructors say to me, you know, what, whatever doesn't break you makes you stronger. I get up that hill even more. I love those instructors, not shouting in my ear, but they're just pumping me up to push forward, use my experience. And this is who I am. These are the cards I was dealt. How am I going to now play my hand? Like I could cry every day. I'm no longer like that was it. That last baby that I terminated, that was my last shot. And 42, about to be 43, I now can say I have my family here. This is who I meant to have here. And it's the girls. Now we have a little gym set up in the garage. <laughs> and we had that set up prior to quarantine. Actually, in 2020, I had my my second surgery on January 2020. We ordered the tonal in November, December. And I remember like, oh, I should just get it delivered in April. Like I can't use it till <laughs> April anyways. Why am I going to get it delivered before then? And my, my husband's like, well... Maybe I'll use it. Who knows? Let's just get it and we'll have it. And we got it delivered December 31st, 2019. And then the world shut down. So somehow it all worked out. It snuck that under the wire. Wow. Yeah. So for you, that kind of came at a very incredible time. I'm sure that was necessary. Has the community continued to support you as you've gone through these different things? Have you shared? Have you told people what's going on? I haven't shared about the miscarriage. I didn't know how Peloton would feel about that. Probably not too thrilled, even though whatever. I mean, yes, the friends that I have made through Peloton and now Tonal, like, are my real friends. We check in all the time, sometimes more than other friends. So, and the fact that I didn't know about these secret private Facebook groups, like, now I'm in them all, the molar pregnancy, the diastasis, the, the <laughs> pregnancy because of medical needs. Like I go through my scroll and I'm like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's a baby, not a baby. Like <laughs> I see it all. And for being a surrogate, for the diastasis, I was able to find all of my people through all this community. I mean, I am a member of a lot of Facebook groups for the Peloton. I mean, the tonal is just getting started, right, with their little breakout groups. But there's so many with Peloton and I'm in a bunch and and yeah, it keeps me busy. Like it somebody to reach out to, somebody who gets it in all of these different facets, whatever I'm feeling in that day, I know I can reach out to someone. I really needed Christine on one of her rides. She just kept saying, I think when she was talking about her cancer situation, she just said, We just keep getting up. We fall down, we get down, we get back up, we keep getting no matter what. And I needed, I needed all these words. I am being held up by this, by you guys, by the clip out. 
I listen to the clip out every single week. It's just part of my week. It, it's one of those benchmarks, things that I do to help keep me on my path. I listen to this. I listen to the superset. Like there's so much listening going on when I'm doing <laughs> dishes or laundry or like I'm in the tonal book club. Like I can't keep up with all the listening that I need to do, but I do. I get to it all because it's important to me and it's my little therapy in my ear. It's my friends in my ear. It's, it is what it is. Well, that's nice. It's so. it's weird to think like we just sit here in our basement and prattle on. And it's weird to think that it's having that sort of impact for someone out there. So thank you for letting us know that. For, for me, my kids. Yes. I know you always ask about favorite instructors, but <laughs> I wanted to talk about my favorite classes. Okay. okay. Um, that's different. I have, yeah. yeah, I have two classes that are just standout. So one is Beck's Marathon Running outside running class, her Women's History Celebration Run. That's what it's called. Women's History Celebration Run outdoor from March 8th. Is this the one where she tells the story of the Catherine first... Yes, yes. yes. Okay, continue. I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> if, even if you're doing dishes and you don't want to go for a run, I don't care. This is a story that I had no idea what the plot was. I have since shared it with everybody I know. Remember I told you just, all about it. You I, did. I, I made Tom listen to the whole story. I mean, I didn't make him listen to the actual yes. class, but I like repeated all of the details. I was like, did you know? <laughs> and, and so many people don't know about this story. So please listen to it. Okay. And then the other one is just a random 10 minute Kristen McGee yoga flow. Okay. I use this like. I've probably taken the class over a hundred times. Wow. And I don't love repeating classes except this class. This class, this is the first thing I do in the morning to just wake up my body, whether it's before I go on a ride, before I go on tonal, whatever. It is 10 minutes. It hits everything so well. It is July 9th, just a regular intermediate yoga class. Kristen McGee, 10 minutes, July 9th. And the funny thing is, I started taking this class, obviously, at the same time every single day and noticing that there's this one other woman who also took that <laughs> class like every day, same time. And we started to high five each other. <laughs> and I remembered it because my sister's name is Stacy and she spells it E-Y. And so did this person and her leaderboard name. I don't know because we haven't. I don't know. I don't know where she is now. But or maybe I went off on my schedule a little bit potentially. So I think it's Stacy. With an EY 1971, if you're out there, thank you. <laughs> like, it was just a little high five of yay us, and that really helped. So those are my two classes, but I do everything on Peloton. I do everything on Tonal, too. <laughs> Actually, I remember you first talking about Tonal and you sharing the name of the coaches. Yeah. And I felt like a three-year-old kid going, like, covering my ears. And I didn't, going, na 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 I didn't want to hear other names of coaches when you were saying their names. Because I, I loved my post. Like, I don't need any more coaches in my yeah. life. You're like, I'm not going to cheat. But, <laughs> right. Right. But now, you know what? There's room for them all. That's and right. And just, like, I use this coach for this. This coach for that, Ross gets me to sleep like nobody else. That voice Ross for sleep. That voice. I don't know. It's I, magic. I, Kristen for <laughs> yes, bring him on. I have 
gone through all the sleep meditations by Ross. And even though I haven't heard them all to the end, I still, for some reason, get bummed repeating them. <laughs> even though there's like so many in the library. You start them later. Like, <laughs> start later into them. <laughs> no, you have there, to ease in. I, you have to ease in. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder what it is. So if Ross, if you're out there, please. You can do a hundred more and it's not enough. Um, <laughs> but for Barr and Hannah, I mean, there's certain instructors. I mean, I love, I love them on the bike, but them for Barr, I mean, well, Allie's feel good ride. Yes. Makes me feel good. I'm sitting there actually writing down her. She gives riddles and I like want to share them with my kids afterwards. And mm-hmm. so it's like distracting because I like want to remember them. So I like write them down on my phone during the ride, but yet I want to ride, but yet I want to share them with my kids. Oh, just write down the, write down the time code and then pull it up later on your iPhone. Yeah. That's why she's a project manager. That's there you go. That's how her mind works. I turn it into a dick joke, but she, (laughs) we all have our time. Yes. Yeah. That could save me some time. So those are my favorite instructors. I just can't get enough. I don't know. I'm a Pelotoner until they stop. Like, I love the variety. I guess I should say too, that especially with introducing tonal, my Peloton journey has shifted. And so now I'm taking more 20 minute classes, 30 minute classes, or their endurance rides, and whatever it is I need for Peloton, it's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that's I the great was part just about- doing five minute warm up. Yep. That's the yeah. great part about Peloton. It doesn't matter what your fitness journey is, because they will always meet you where you are. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. I also wanted to mention it must have been 2019 or so when I I was fresh with the bike and I was at Disney World one time and I had a little Peloton sticker on my water bottle and someone came up to me. And this is again, these were different times. People didn't talk about the Peloton and she was big into Power Zone. And I was like, what's Power Zone? I don't get it. (laughs) Like if you walk me through it, you lady that I don't know, I will try anything. (laughs) And I don't remember her name, but... (laughs) Anyways, we texted for a while, totally got me into Power Zone. I was doing a bunch of those challenges for a while. Like, there's just so much. I did do strength on Peloton before the tonal. It's great. It's fine. I mean, there's features of tonal that it's just very different. But yeah, so you can look up my profile on Peloton and see the number of classes I've taken. And yes, I really have taken all of those classes and made it through all of them except the sleep. What is your leaderboard name for everyone to be able to look up your profile? So I am not great at branding. So I do have different names in different places. So I'm going to point everybody to my Instagram where I do give my Peloton name there. So my Instagram is plant.strong.debra. And I post all of my workouts as posts. Just it's for me. I mean, I'm in the tonal book club and they talk about like having some sort of diary for your habits. And this is my personal diary of every single day that I've worked out and I haven't missed a day. And so you can look up my information when you go to plant.strong.debra. And if you follow me, I'll follow you back on any platform. Yes. And I... I've listened to this podcast so much. I also have advice for the... <laughs> we, you don't even need I, us I know, anymore. Like, I feel like <laughs> you could just interview yourself. <laughs> Do you want to ask me anything? Any Let's pretend like we're actually doing it. So like, hey, so uh, this, this just popped into my the old noggin. Do you got any advice for people that just got a Peloton? <laughs> Funny you ask. So here's my advice. I have things I want to say. To the first, because that's my main one. 
I hope it's four. Actually, I, did, I don't know why I wrote four. Okay. Number one, no decisions the day of the workout. I lay out my clothes, my water bottle. I fill up my water bottle even. I pick my classes and whether it's I bookmark them, stack them. I use the app a lot. So I actually schedule them. I don't think you can do that feature on the bike yet Not for yet. whatever reason. I know. Yes, it's coming. I'm sure. So I schedule them, not necessarily for the reminders, because I am somebody who just works out no matter what, no matter what. But because it just makes it easier to find them, I go right to my schedule and boom, 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 there they are in order. And it just eliminates that whole, the choices. Because when you're scrolling through, do I take this? Do I take that? Do I? And I just made a deal with myself that even if something else looks good or better or whatever, like, no, no decisions the day of the workout. And I might make a mental note that I take it later or whatever, but yes, no okay, decisions. So hang the day on. I've got to put on my lawyer hat for a Uh-oh. minute. No decisions. The day of the workout means that you could only work out every other day. <laughs> Wait, she... she froze. Okay. <laughs> she froze up. <laughs> you, yeah, you froze for me. But after I finished the workout sometime during the day, you I plan, but that's next. a decision that day. Hmm. Not for the same day I'm working well, out. You said no decision. <laughs> this is this is what living with them is like. It is what it's, it is it's all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's the main one. I don't know why I thought I had four, but other things I wanted to say was that know that you can't do anything wrong with your Peloton workouts. And I think when I first got the Peloton, I didn't know which classes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, what do I do? What do I do? I mean, movement is movement. Yoga, bar, Pilates, just pick a class and, and move. But I also recognize like just day one, week one, like clipping in. Yes, there is a process to learning all of that stuff. I remember not knowing what all the numbers were on the screen at all. Forget about the leaderboard. Like I didn't even get those main numbers. And I heard Tunde say, in one of her rides recently, she said, resistance starts with R, R stands for road. And that made a little bit more sense to me. So all these little things that I take for granted of how easy it is for me to pick my classes. And oh, one thing that I do now is I, I filter my classes. And I like to filter for like the hardest classes or the most popular classes. But if you're new, like filter the 20 minute ride to the easiest class, like no judgment. Nobody cares. You're going to get there eventually. Just keep moving. And then the last piece of advice is to get involved in all the different groups. And obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, like you are getting involved. So <laughs> that, that's, that's the advice that myself, essentially. Awesome. awesome. That's a lot. <laughs> that was you a came lot. loaded for bear. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a teacher. Like I'm in the Peloton teacher group too. I'm a teacher. That's what we do. You set up a lesson plan for today. <laughs> <laughs> Just be glad Maybe. you didn't do it in Spanish. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I am a Spanish teacher. Yeah. I know yes. I can tell by your email address. Yes, your email address gave oh, that away. Yes. <laughs> so. I was just like, oh no. <laughs> This could be difficult. <laughs> difficult. Actually, because of you guys, I forgot to mention, I'm going to be on the Best Advice podcast. What? Uh, look at that. Because, because you guys talked about it. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny. That you did Talking better than we, my... we were supposed to be on there and they we never, never reached they out. They never so reached you, out. You better than us. <laughs> Gosh, the guy Zach is so nice. Um, email him. I'm sure he wants you on. So because I heard that on your pod, he's a Peloton fan for sure. 
but he knew that I heard about the podcast through you, the best advice podcast. I'll be talking about my best advice for learning another language because I'm a Spanish teacher. That's awesome. That. I love it. about that big connection. <laughs> that is awesome. That's airing July 7th, I was told. Oh, just a few days. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah, very well done. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> you're podcasting all over I the know, place. I know, you're all over the place. <laughs> Didn't know I loved podcasting. Here yeah. I go. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing your story. I'm, I know it's a difficult one and we appreciate it. We do. We really do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Go right back to you guys. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week? Next week, we are going to talk to Jessica Minardi, who came very highly recommended. And I greatly enjoyed her interview. Absolutely. Can't wait to share it. So uh, until then, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram and Twitter and the bike and, of course, the tread at Clip Out Crystal. Awesome. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep that going. And running. Running.